0: Hello and welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back to discuss vikings season one episode nine all change happens also be the finale i will say out of all the season finales of vikings this is the weakest uh the most anti-climatic as far as okay well that happened a lot of things did happen that were big events but most of them Occurred in cadigat and rather somberly, juxtaposed against what was happening with Ragnar and the the uh, continued riff going on between y'all Borg, see so Yalborg I hate saying his name, y'all Borg and King Horik. Before we jump into the meat and potatoes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere else good podcasts are found. Do me a favor, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Vikings or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. Let's go to Kattegat first because that was far more morose than the other events that were playing out in Kattegat, it seems a disease has has started to run through the village as all the men are away particularly ragnar on this embassy request uh gita athelstan and theory all get sick there is a few scenes between theory and her mother that i thought was pretty sad we thought we might lose athelstan and instead gita dies In the arms of the angel. i feel with most of this episode gita's death was more set up as a as a pawn to maneuver to change up the board if you know what i mean to pour analogy but that is how i felt her death presented itself we really didn't get to know gita very well we just know her as the daughter of ragnar and lagatha but she's been a rather mute character in comparison to say that mouthy fucker named bjorn who was checking his father this episode and it's good to see that there is a strong relationship between father and son so much so that if his son requests something of him he will respect it i didn't get any feedback for this episode but i'm sure the next episode both mimi and shy are gonna have a lot to say about how things unfolded over here we know that there's been issues between the marriage Uh, we know that monogamy is not the norm (laughs) however it is something that Ragnar has practiced out of his love of his wife and we see that being something that's still a point of contention for Lagatha as she is trying to handle the village as they are going through this particular plague she's nursing people she's being a very good queen which makes it even more hurtful that Ragnar's actions unfortunately aren't quite so self-sacrificial and unfortunately she's there at the loss of her daughter and we see that Siggy loses theory as well I think we already covered that part I was just happy to see Athelstan alive I don't know what that says about me as a person but I don't know those women we do not care something i have uh, alluded to a little bit maybe a lot of the dual belief system that lagatha and both ragnar have in the seer and their prophecies like they take this shit very seriously and we see lagatha going to the seer she says she's concerned about her husband she knows that his eye is wandering and eventually someone's gonna catch that eye he's like why do people bother me when they only want to hear what they already know because she's concerned about protecting her husband but she knows that she can't protect him in this situation from the temptation of the penis there he's flirting with the devil what's interesting is it's presented to her and how she considers this uh this rift be in in her marriage she sees this potential threat as not something that her husband would be able to fight against and thus She's more like she also believes in this is what is prophesized to be it's just interesting how she how she weathers her emotions at the idea that something is gonna happen and it's gonna change things and she can feel it before she even knows what has occurred which we see is relatively mild in offense as he did recognize it was a mistake and chose not to re-offend even though he had no i mean i think for him his son's voice was very much a reminder of i do love my wife i do love my children this was what it was it was a booty call after ragnar was seduced after multiple frustrations in his life in the form of his brother and of this idea of this prophecy hanging over him of having many sons yet despite his continued and long relationship with lagatha that hasn't seemed to come to pass so he's questioning well what does that mean going forward let's go to ragnar because i think that is the other huge story arc that occurs he goes to y'all borg in the Gothalands. he is left hanging outside in the cold until the earl or y'all invites him in finally for them to warm themselves by the hearth he's heard of ragnar that's of course now he's famous to rollo's discontent as always oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage he agrees to talk with ragnar despite the fact that he believes the land still belong to him he tells him what the terms are that he wants to bring to king Horik. hey if you give me this part uh give you this compromise then then we can resolve things except ragnar does not have the authority to make any type of compromise with the with the earl which i think is rather bullshit and it speaks to the bullshitness of the mission so floki is sent back to king horick to present him with this offer and in the meantime he sends ragnar out to go on a pilgrimage to see a certain tree and since his brother can't stop putting his dick in it by deciding that he has all of this authority in which he does not have he has him stay with y'all borg leaving the earl i keep saying earl but it's the same i hate you it just bothers me with the word borg after it anywhere else anyone else i'm like yeah you but y'all borg just oh <laughs> so it makes me want to say earl it's just a pet peeve all associated in my own brain he starts to he starts to egg on the fact that rollo is someone who is uh he he see that he sees that he is envious of his brother he knows that he has ambition he knows that he's jealous and he uses that to his advantage and gets him to side against ragnar and the king especially after the king comes back and rejects the compromise saying that they are going to go to war to settle the issue once and for all except Ragnar doesn't know about this secret deal that was made with the Jarl to betray him which Ragnar's probably not going to be too pleased when he finds out about hey brother when Ragnar and team Arne (laughs) and uh oh god i always forget the other one's name they're by the uh the river and they spot some naked nude women swimming around they go back and tell ragnar he gives a he tells the women a riddle not expecting this uh six foot goddess princess named aslog to show up with a pet pup which that did look adorably cute answer his riddle and also seduce him and i mean a man's gonna do what a man's gonna do she could be my wife that good the best 30 seconds of my life the next day he is confronted by his father was it floki or was it one of the uh, yeah i think it was RNA or one of the others are like don't be mad at your old man you know this is not this is pretty much status quo (laughs) for us and it doesn't mean that he doesn't love your mother Like basically this is just him getting his rocks off but he's still very much bothered by it and he confronts his father about it who tries to also explain the exact same thing but seeing that it means a lot to him that he doesn't sleep with this woman again he decides to to honor that wish so when asslaw comes to creep into his bed the next night he tells her no not once but twice he really really wanted to do it though and you can you can tell by the blue balls that were written all over his face but his son he he uh It means more to him because he knows that his father loves his family it proves to him he loves his family above whatever sexual need of course we all love lagatha so none of us is pleased that he quote-unquote cheated on her especially as you know she's lost a child too and he doesn't even know about the further loss of gita but On the other hand this doesn't make me hate ragnar just shows that he's not infallible he's flawed just as much as everyone else he is and has acted in a manner that has seemed more moralistic than everyone else but it doesn't mean that he is somehow on a pedestal i think that's a good reminder um, particularly in regards to last episode too when he was willing to sacrifice athelstan he is and and i think it's noteworthy to to keep track of where ragnar's mental space is because i believe this is one of the things that precipitates other things that occur in his life it's almost like this uh once you get on this train uh, it, it keeps going, and then there's the other thing, and then there's another thing, and then there's another thing. He doesn't want anything to do with this Jarlborg and King Horik situation, but he finds himself, uh, as a vassal brought into this situation. And due to that, his brother is pulled into temptation, and then he himself is pulled into temptation, and both are seem to have consequences because when he goes to possibly kill this woman it is a rejection in a sense of this is what the prophecy has uh reinforced i am because she reveals to him one day later that she is with child now if this wasn't vikings (laughs) and they've shown mechanically that shit is weird shit is very weird i would be like however she revealed that she is a vulva which essentially means someone who can read the future um, she gets uh, prophesized dreams, so that is what led her to Ragnar. She is of some prominence of her own as she mentions who her father was, and that she is of some relative uh, royal connection, so to speak. Her father was yeah Sigurd the Dragon Slayer, he was king of the lands in which uh Yallborg and Hork are fighting over. Ragnar already knows he's been prophesied to have multiple sons. His wife is not providing those sons. This woman after one one in her action says that she's pregnant and she also reveals that she has the sight as well and as stated this seems to have preempted all of these events so in a way he feels himself being caught up in prophecy right on another on another more primitive level he's like yeah well i also made these things happen and i can make these things go away which is why i think he took that knife to her room to see if he had it in him to uh rebel against that to kill her but he really couldn't do that if she truly is with his child which he uh does seem inclined to believe ragnar is gonna have a lot to answer for when he gets his ass home to me explain to me if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease blacker magic